everyone. This is Stephen Strang, and welcome to my podcast for Tuesday, November 17th. Now, this election is ongoing. The election was two weeks ago today, and still we have no winner, even though the media would like you to believe that the election is over. But by law, it isn't. You know, the media does not pick the winner, although they've kind of given themselves that responsibility. And there are so many examples of voter fraud. Many of them were even coming out the first day. And the interesting thing is it's all going in one direction. All of it is going to benefit Joe Biden. And those on the left who want Biden in are saying, well, we have to accept this. There's no fraud. And really, the only thing is that if Donald Trump concedes, and I know he won't, if he concedes, then it's over. Also, the votes all have to be certified. There's all kinds of court challenges. And once it gets into the courts, it's not political anymore. It goes by the law. And this is very, very um, close. And there's lots of examples of where uh, Donald Trump suddenly lost like 650 votes. Uh, I saw something that Janet Porter did in which she showed some clips from the counts on the TV by the networks in which they had a certain number, and then a few minutes later, they had a different number. And in this one that I'm remembering, 650 votes, uh, Trump was down that much, and Biden was suddenly up that much. And it's not just one or two things. It's many, many things in many, many states. And I write about this in my book, God, Trump, in the 2020 election, in which the second chapter was on why Trump might lose, and the number one reason was voter fraud. And I quote experts. Um, Trevor Loudon was one of them. Uh, John Graves was another, who give examples of where left-leaning uh, organizations and people uh, supported and funded by George Soros, or at least that seems to be where the money trail leads, um, that they have all kinds of clever ways to try to um, swing the election. And it's just very, very serious. And I wrote the various books I did because I believe that we need Donald Trump. I really do for lots and lots of reasons. But I think even more serious now is this voter fraud. If the left gets away with this, this is the new normal. We will have this in every single election. America will be like California with a permanent Democratic majority and a sizable conservative uh, minority, which is just miserable because they, you know, they can't win anything. So this is very, very pivotal. It's interesting that so many people are saying to pray. All the prophets are saying that they still believe Donald Trump is going to win, that God spoke, you know, long before this election. That's how I feel, and I'm at perfect peace. I told my friend Casey Krejci today that if I didn't feel that way, I'd I'd be depressed. So I said the fact that I feel lighthearted and happy and calm <laughs> means that I really, really do believe that Donald Trump is going to win. And, you know, America is at a tipping point. It really is. And I believe that the Lord wants to tip it back 
away from the direction it's going. I think that's why he raised up Donald Trump to begin with. Now, some people are getting discouraged. They look at the news every time they hear Joe Biden, the name president-elect is in front of his name. But you have to remember, it's a point I've made before, that in 2000, when we had the recount here in Florida, which was not so much about fraud, it was more about counting the votes correctly. And some of the voting machines didn't seem to work, or there were hanging chads, remember that? There were some um, ballots in some of the counties where they had to, like, poke a little hole uh, in the ballot to show who they were going to vote for, and some of them... uh, weren't poked all the way through or something like that. Anyway, it was a mess. But the media called Al Gore president-elect for more than a month. But the Supreme Court ruled that George W. Bush won by, if I remember correctly, 537 votes. And two of those votes were for me and Joy. And, um, you know, it was just a very, very, very close election. But... You know, in that case, it was called for Al Gore, um, but that's not how it worked out. When these things go to uh, the courts, they have to go based on what the law says. And I've read several things recently that people send to me. One secular person said, based on the law, it's highly possible, in fact, probable that Donald Trump will end up winning the 2020 presidential election. And the reason is that when it's in the courts, they have clear precedent on how all this plays out. And it becomes an issue of evidence. Courts decide things on compelling evidence. So, for example, if Trump's people went and said, you know, a lot of these numbers look kind of screwy, That's no evidence. Uh, The courts would throw that out. But instead, they have sworn affidavits. There are things from whistleblowers. Um, There's examples of how votes were switched, just like I was referring to. By the way, Janet uh, Porter's uh, video, she did a very professional video, and I'll see if I can put the link uh, so you can watch it. It almost looks like a newscast. She does a very professional job at that. And uh, it's kind of gone viral, and all kinds of people are tweeting it. Sidney Powell, the respected attorney for uh, Michael Flynn, and now she's working with the president. She tweeted it out. A bunch of people have tweeted it out. And uh, she just makes a very compelling case for how this is not over. And uh, I just think that we... We need to not listen to the negative press who would just like for Joe Biden to be in, where he'll go along with all the lefty direction that the country's been going. If anything, it'll be accelerated. Donald Trump, on the other hand, will slow things down. He'll give us a reprieve. I really believe that. And I also believe that he'll clean up a lot of this corruption because that's really what it is. And he sees it as clearly as anyone In fact, he warned about it ahead of time, and he's tweeted some about it since the election, although he's been relatively quiet considering how much he likes to tweet. And I think that that's because they know they have very, very strong evidence or they would not be dragging this out. Uh, I really believe that he wants what's best for America, and he knows that voter fraud 
uh, undermines our entire system. So, you know, we need to watch this, and it's in the courts. And two weeks ago, Supreme Court Justice Aliota um, ordered the state of Pennsylvania to segregate and count separately any ballots that arrived after 8 p.m. on election night. Now, this is an order of the Supreme Court. You can't ignore those. Uh, that's not really political. So when the Supreme Court gets involved in something, that makes it a big deal. You just have to keep that in mind. So what can we do? We can pray. Dutch Sheets had a prayer meeting. Uh, it was at a church in Pennsylvania, and my wife and I and sister-in-law sat and watched it. It was a couple hours long. It was a lot of praise and worship, and then there was all kinds of uh, kind of spiritual warfare prayers and binding and loosing. And it's just interesting to me that the Christian community, the people that are charismatic like I am, as well as people who aren't, seem to be very strong. The only ones who aren't are the ones who are kind of never Trumpers that were, uh, you know, just kind of want Biden to slide in like the media does. Um, I think that people in America are beginning to wake up. The violence in Washington, D.C. over the weekend where there was this huge, huge rally in support of Donald Trump with no violence, nothing, no buildings were set on fire. Um, there was some um, attempt to have violence, and what I, what I remember from the media was that they were kind of rebuffed when the numbers were huge, but after the numbers got very, very small, you know, as people were leaving, hoodlums came out and were attacking old people. In one case, they were showing them attacking a man who was disabled, beating him, kicking him in the head. It was just awful. Setting things on fire. I mean, you know, the, the contrast couldn't be greater. Uh, the left with Antifa and their black hoods, you know, it's, it's almost like an army. They go in to terrorize, and what they want is de for decent people to be intimidated and to, and to shrink back. We cannot do that. And as we have opportunity to speak up um, or even let our elected officials or the law enforcement people know that we're behind them and we're behind the rule of law and we want all this stopped, I really think that after uh, Donald Trump is declared the winner, there, it's very likely that there's going to be unrest. But I also believe that Donald Trump will deal with it because we cannot allow this to happen. And where it is dealt with, it stops. Where it's not dealt with, like in Portland, it continues night after night, week after week. You know, there's a lot more that I could say about this. I've been interviewing people. You know, we do newsletters, of course. We're trying to cover this on our website. Interesting that all the conservative media numbers are up, including ours. Now, we consider ourselves more Christian media, but we're also conservative. And uh, it's like people are just looking for different sources for news. Christian people are wanting to know what the Lord is saying. I have done two charisma panels in which I interview uh, a total of five different Christian leaders who opine about what God is doing. They've gotten very big numbers. I had a podcast with Jeremiah Johnson. Um, one of the biggest I've uh, had in a, uh, over a month. Uh, just check out the different uh, podcasts that I've done. It's my way to keep you informed. 
Thank you for listening to my podcast. Thank you for supporting what we do. Thank you for supporting Charisma Magazine. I'll just give you a little heads up that the January-February issue of Charisma has a cover story, and I wrote it. It's with Mike Lindell. By the way, I did a podcast with him before the election. He was, a very, he was and is a very strong supporter of the president, but he's got an amazing story of how God delivered him from drug addiction, from a gambling addiction, and gave him an idea to invent a pillow, uh, which is now several hundred millions of dollars a year in sales. It's huge. I was up in Minnesota. I was at his plant. He's got 1,500 employees up there, two huge facilities, which I toured. And uh, Mike believes that God has given him a platform uh, to help ref- to help win the uh, bring the nation to Jesus. Believe it or not, you're going to want to read my story. I spent several days recently working on it, so I guess it's on the tip of my tongue. And as I'm wrapping this up, I recorded my five hours of interviews, or I should say, most of it. Uh, I was with him actually five hours. I I expected two hours and was pleasantly surprised he was willing to show me around and continue to talk. As I'm able, I'm going to actually edit those, some of, some of the interview that he gave me. I mean, you will hear me interviewing him, and he's telling his story, and I, I will do some podcasts closer to when the issue comes out, probably the week bef- between Christmas and New Year's, and I think that you'll really enjoy listening to those. Share my podcast with people. I'm hoping to go over 6 million this year. And if I have some pretty good numbers, the rest of November and December, I'll make that number. And, um, you know, you never really know who share it or who puts it on Twitter. Of course, we put it on social media as well. I hope you will. Thank you for listening this long. I uh, hope that you'll check out my new book, God, Trump, and COVID-19. You know, we're still dealing with COVID-19. And it's become kind of a political thing where the numbers of infections, as bad as they are, aren't that bad. I just heard today that in California, it's less than 3% of the state has even been infected once. That's a pretty small number. And of course, 99% or more than 99% uh, recover. And we're concerned about every life that's lost. But you know what? People die of the flu and all kinds of things, and we learn to live with that risk, yet we've got left-wing politicians that don't want us to do it. And I go into a lot of this in the book and talk about the origins of the, of the uh, uh, virus. I talk about the persecution against churches where churches were deemed non-essential. Um, it's, it's a quick read. It's only 125 pages. I think you'll enjoy it, and you can get it on my website, stevestrangbooks.com. So thank you for listening to my podcast today and tune in again tomorrow for another podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Stephen Strang. God bless you. I'm back in the studio, and I wanted to share with you about my latest book, God, Trump, and COVID-19. When the lockdown happened in March, everything changed. We didn't know exactly what was happening. 
Some of us even thought it was kind of like the bubonic plague. And in that setting, I wrote a book in just three weeks to talk about the COVID itself, about its origins in China, and about how it would affect the election. We didn't really have any idea how it would be politicized, and here all these months later, we're still dealing with this, even though only 2 or 3% of the population have even been infected, and most of those have survived. You want to get a copy of this book on my website, stevestrangbooks.com. You can also find the other books that I have written. I think you'll find them interesting. Every book you buy on stevestrangbooks.com is signed by the author. That's me. And I write these books to minister to you, to use my perspective as a Christian journalist, being objective but doing it from a spiritual and godly worldview instead of the secular, godless worldview that most of the media in this country have. So thank you for listening to my podcast. Thank you for checking out my book. I really do think that you'll enjoy God, Trump, and COVID-19 at stevestrangbooks.com.